Ah, love. One of those things that you just can't seem to get away from. Whether you're growing older or whether you're growing younger, it doesn't matter. Marriage is a little bit of a different step for black gay men. Not sure if many actually really care about it or even just simply thought about it. Whether it's the option to stay committed or whether the option to be married. Something we're exploring in the next couple of minutes. Stay tuned. Brother Speak Podcast, here we go. Welcome to Brothers Speak, where we talk about black LGBT issues and topics. I am your co-host, Chris, and what we actually come here to talk about today, marriage. To be or not to be. (laughs) What we actually did with this particular podcast, we interviewed two couples, one by the name of Maurice and Demetrius, as well as also Dwight and Richard. And this should be a very interesting topic because we actually took this interview from two separate couples, one couple being practically together for almost 15 years and the next over 24 years. One's a little bit more in their 40s and the other one, well, they're in their 60s and they decide to get married. So I want to basically give this podcast where people can be able to decipher whether or not to get married. Learn about what it is, what it really takes to be in a marriage, what it really takes to be in a relationship, as well as also what it truly takes to make it work. Marriage may not be for everybody, but also marriage can be for some. So this is where we actually present the interview. We definitely take the time to appreciate those couples who actually interview with us, along with myself and your fellow co-host, Ricky. Take it away, Ricky. So I guess, first of all, I wanted to thank you two for allowing us to be able to come into your home. So the first thing I guess we can do is just have you two introduce yourselves to the audience. Maurice. Demetrius. So tell the listeners how long you've been partners, Maurice. Uh, 14 years, going on 15 in October. And no uh, death yet, go figure. Between you two? Not that he hasn't tried. <laughs> no cyanide and nobody's drinks. Like, no, I no, know, right? no antifreeze. I, I, no, I, I was about to say it's gonna be antifreeze. <laughs> yeah, so okay, I'm yeah. make sure. You see, they thought yeah, about it though. They thought about it. So there's a plan. There is a plan. I'm gonna catch him on this. I'm just saying it. So tell us your version of how you two initially met. We were in Pittsburgh back 2001. And uh, it was Halloween, Halloween night. We were at one of the, actually it was the biggest gay club in Pittsburgh. Mm-hmm. It was there for years. It was called Pegasus. So I was dressed as a, an Indian. It was about, I have photos. It was about 30 <laughs> degrees. <laughs> I'm pretty much naked. naked. You know, I'm just in there. Everybody's having a good time. I see this tall, caramel person walking by. <laughs> thought he was kind of sexy. Thought he was straight initially. And uh, because we used to have straight guys that would come with their Mm -hmm. female friends or girlfriends or whatever. So, you know, I thought he was straight initially. Saw him walk by one direction, saw him walk by another direction. I was like, hmm, okay. So then he sort of came up and stood close to me. So it was like, all right, well, I guess I'll just start uh, dancing, see if I can get his attention. That worked. Of course. That always works. (laughs) If you do it right, it always works. It helps when you're half naked, too. And um, then I started talking to him. Basically went up and said, is it that bad? Because he looked like he was evil, like something was hurting him or something. So that was it. The rest is history. Demetrius, Mm -hmm. when you first saw Maurice, what went through your mind? What were you thinking about? Well, I didn't realize who he was when I first saw him. And then when I realized exactly who he was... I thought he was with this big muscular guy, which turns out to be his one of my best friends. His best friend. When you saw one, you saw the other. (laughs) Him and his brick wall. (laughs) He's a big muscular dude. Be like Spider Man against Incredible Hulk. (laughs) How long was it? How long did it take before you both decided? I would like to be in a one-on-one with this person how long did it take uh, for me a short time. It, for me it took a while I was never good at relationships people usually get on my nerves after the first 30 seconds <laughs> <laughs> I would I would venture to say six months but that's kind of stretch stretching it too so I wanted to go slow I did like him thought he was a 
good dude, but I didn't want to rush into it because I didn't want to wanted to get to a point where it's like, oh God, I can't stand to talk to this person. <laughs> and then I have to go through the whole process of letting him down and saying, oh, you know, it's it's just one of those Give things. I'm just tired of you. Oh wow! Oh wow! <laughs> I thought it was gonna be a, a gentle speech, but no, you're like, it's not the, I, it's not you, it's me. Exactly, because <laughs> that's the wow. typical speech. It's not you, it's just me, and I'm trying to find myself. <laughs> I, you know, he already knew that I found myself, so that was a complete fabrication. So. Oh wow! <laughs> it was still like, oh, kind of, sort of, could be. No, it was just like, yeah, I'm not into this right now. And if we ever get to that point, because we were just supposed to be booty calls. Like, uh, if we ever get to that point, I'll let you know. And you know, <laughs> I was very adamant about dating said Mr. Weston, and he was having none of it at the time. I wanted to make sure that I didn't jump into anything because I was having fun. We were 21. Uh, in terms of dating, people date for different reasons. Some date just for the hell of it. Some date because they want to find that booty call. Some date because they're looking for you know that one mm. so I mean what were your what was your Maurice your opinion or where were you in dating at uh, that point for me I wasn't a dating I wasn't in a dating headspace so it was more so from and plus you know me having booty calls and dating were two different things mm. dating is someone that I'm interested in booty call is a booty call you don't you don't date a booty call. Because <laughs> that's a mistake. <laughs> they can lead into so many wrong places oh when you God. do that. Right. You know, they are very different things in different, different categories. Purposes. So, you know, I always <laughs> I always categorize the relationships that I had with people and they very rarely went from one thing that's one category to a, to a next one. That's very smart. So, you know, initially I you know, like to tread lightly, but he was intriguing. He was nice. A little overly nice sometimes, but but yeah, I mean it. It, it kind of grew, and then you know my friends started seeing a change. I was talk about them a lot more, and they're like, and "Oh, well, started, who is this person?" Yeah, they want to know. Then right. the friends want to know. You really have to make a decision exactly. as far as who this person. Because I was be. always pretty non-emotional, so you know it was very easy for me to shut off the emotions yeah. and just leave it be what it's supposed to be. So yeah. when the emotions started to come come into it, they're like, "Well, who is this?" conversation we had initially about just being booty calls it kind of just threw me off it was like you don't want to date me you just, <laughs> it was like yeah I'm not in that space right now and it's like it just kind of threw me off it was like Whoa. so you're the one who is the you're the dater I was yeah the one who dates yeah, with a purpose was, yes the, the whole purpose mm-hmm. was to be with him for however long it lasted and, you know, the initial attitude was like, it may not be that long. It just, <laughs> I might just give you a kick to the curb. But, you know, when you move to a different city and you find someone, you know, that you're attracted to, mm-hmm. you know, you kind of latch onto them. And that's yeah. kind of what it did. And he said I was overly nice because I was overly nice. And I still am to this day, but... With him, it's different. He just gives people the benefit of the doubt, yeah. and I doubt the benefits. So. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so, Maurice, what was it that about him in particular that uh, made you finally give in? Well, I mean, aside from the physical, you know, everybody's always attracted to the yeah. physical. I don't care what they say. Exactly. Because um, exactly. anything else, oh, he's a nice person. Well, you can have a nice person. That doesn't mean you want to sleep with them. Exactly. There has to be an attraction. There has <laughs> so, to be an attraction. There has to be the physical attraction yeah. in order for it to go what anywhere. see initially. Aside from that, and once I got to know him, <clears throat> like I said, he was a nice guy, quiet, kind of kept to himself, but in the right environment, the right circle of friends, you saw the personality come out, and, mm-hmm. you know, it was engaging. And I, I liked that part. So... Mm-hmm. Yeah, so I mean, it just, it was something that I kind of got drawn into and figured, okay, well, I was sort of playing the field at the time, let him know, let the other person know, you know, whenever I was dating, I always clued people in because that whole, hey, yeah, you're, you're exclusive to me, sort (laughs) of, no. (laughs) (laughs) So... He knew what was going on, and actually, at the very beginning, 
I put everything out on the table mm-hmm. and told him what I was willing to give up as far as dating someone would go and what I wasn't willing to give up and experiences, past experiences, sexually mm-hmm. and you know, all that. Just so we were on the same page yeah. and exactly. so there's no surprises anywhere down the road. And you're like, <laughs> Well, you didn't tell me that. Well, you might not have needed to know at the time. Yeah. But I just put it out there because I figure if you're grown enough to do it, you're grown enough to just talk about it. So, Demetrius, what was it about Maurice that made you just say, you know what? He was my exact opposite <laughs> on everything. <laughs> and um, So the statement and, and opposites attracts is different. To an extent. But at the same time, yeah, it was kind of a turnoff because it's like, you know, knowing that he was an artist, it, it was like there in a different headspace than yeah. most people. Yeah. And Very you know creative. the yeah, exactly. The creative yeah. processes, you know, that you would have to get used to in dealing with someone that's more in their head than than it is out in yeah. the world. It just kinda threw me off. So yeah. it's like, okay, well, you know, it's more intriguing but at the same time, I don't know. So I was like, I'm going to just take a leap of faith. And it, it, in the long run, yeah. here we are today. Look at you now. And yeah. we're still together. <laughs> <laughs> Until I get the insurance policy. <laughs> Dwight and Richard. Dwight, if you want to tell the listeners um, how long you've been married. We've been married for two years, uh, but we've been together for 24 Wow. 24 years. Yeah. Wow. wow. That's a long time. Richard. Okay, Richard. Sorry. <laughs> we'll yeah. How about you just give us your version of how you initially met? Um, I just happened to be on a business trip in Washington, D.C. and decided to go to one of the local drinking establishments <laughs> for a happy hour. And the uh, wife came in. And I looked at him and I said, hmm, that's the kind of guy I'd like to meet. He came over, sat next to me. We had a very nice conversation, found out we had a lot in common, and the rest was history. Really? Dwight, do you see that same version? Kind of. (laughs) This is the way it usually Every couple have, they they have their own version Mm -hmm. of how they met. So Dwight, you give us your version. Okay. I was living in Virginia, and I had business to tend to in Washington. So I drove up to Washington, and uh, I, I, I did go to the bar, and uh, I saw Richard in there, and uh, and I said, hmm, I think I'll have that. <laughs> <laughs> okay. <laughs> so, so I went to work on it. Mm. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh my goodness. So that, that actually does kind of lead into my next question. So people, they date for different reasons. So Dwight, what was your mindset when it came to dating at that point? Because you were just thinking about just having what was on the menu at that particular time right. when you met Richard. What, what, what was your mindset uh, when well, it came to dating? Well, uh, after, after we talked, I realized that he and I lived in different places. I was living in, in uh, uh, Hampton, Virginia, and he was living in New Jersey. So it was, you know, at that time, I just thought that, hey, this is this is just a hookup. Yeah. Okay. okay. You know. Okay. And then, then we, uh, you know, kept talking and talking, and then we decided to to make trips and meet halfway to to visit each other. And uh, so eventually, uh, I got out of the military and I decided, well, I haven't lived up north in a while, so let me move move back up up north. Really? Yeah. To be closer? Yeah. Yeah. Uh So Richard, what was your mindset when it came to dating, when you first initially met Dwight? Well, I met him. I liked him. Like you said, there was a distance. So I thought it was maybe just a one night thing. <laughs> I happened to be home one day and he called and said, well, you know, I've been thinking about you. 
So we decided to spend the weekend together, and then we decided to spend, sort of uh, get to know each other a lot better, and form a relationship. And then he moved to New Jersey. So it wasn't like I was looking for a permanent relationship at that time, but it just developed that way. So how long did the dating continue after you initially met? Or how long did it take before you decided you wanted to be in a committed relationship um, in the time frame from where you initially met to, to the time that you said, okay, you know what, I really like him. I want to be exclusive with him. Four months. Four months. Yeah. How about you? <laughs> we were saying, I, I would agree with that. Yeah. That's pretty fast. Or, <laughs> you think it's fast? Yeah. I think it was kind of fast. I mean, I mean, well, well, then again, I'm not sure exactly. But you, you know. have to understand that at that time, we were both like 40. Oh, okay. so, so, um, you know, it isn't all that little game playing that you do mm -hmm. when you're younger. I mean, at 40 years old, you know, you're. You make decisions, right. you know. Right, true. And uh, so we were mature enough to be able to make a decision and uh, and, and and stick to it, you know. Mm -hmm. And, you know, we, we wanted to have a relationship, so you have to do what you have to do to make it work. Yeah. So what was it about Richard that made you, that was like the thing that attracted you to the most to him um, at that point? What was the main thing that stuck out to you? I, I think that, that he was a nerd and stable. <laughs> <laughs> a nerd and stable. So, do you, so in other words, you like the intelligence. Yeah, you know, definitely. The, okay. <laughs> he, he, I mean, you know, he's, he's a software engineer. Okay. And, and uh, I like people that are uh, scientific. Because we have to, you have to have someone to relate to and communicate and talk to. I mean, sex is, is after six months, there's not much new with yeah. it, okay? Yeah, so it has to be something beyond the sex to keep it together. Right. So how about you, Richard? What was the thing that just did it for you when it came to Dwight? Uh, he had such an outgoing, positive personality that it sort of draws you in and you want to get to know him better. He was also very helpful in that uh, he's the kind of guy who will come to your house and fix stuff, very handy, okay. very helpful, very supportive. Overall, good guy. You know, I do see the opposite in you guys. You know, one little more yeah. calm, other ones like, hey, let's go, let's get the party rolling, you know. Yeah. I can definitely see that, you know, so I can, it's always the opposite yeah. track. Exactly. Always. Mm -hmm. always That's what I was about to say. It seems like every couple that we've spoken to, um, sometimes it can be like such great opposition that it's like you wonder how do you make it work? Because <laughs> I mean, it, it's like, okay, well, do you even like each other? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Religion, Maurice and Demetrius. When it comes to black gay men, there's this stigma around being black and gay. And a lot of it is usually affiliated with our backgrounds and growing up um, where religion is concerned. So Maurice, what was your background as far as, uh, were you in church or were you? Nope. Religion had absolutely <coughs> no factor in my growing up at all. Um, my grandmother, was a believer, you know, she was a Christian, but um, she didn't throw it in mm -hmm. everybody's face and drag us to church and do all of this and do all of that. So I had a very open childhood as far as discovering my own beliefs mm -hmm. about whatever lies beyond. And um, so, yeah, I mean, for me, that was just, it was a non-factor. My uncle was actually, a, a, I, I just call him and his wife a Bible thumper, Bible thumpers, because... You know, there are these uber uber Christians, and of course, as you know, kind of as par for the course, they had the biggest scandal in the family. So uh, usually. <laughs> usually. usually, so Demetrius, how about you? Uh, very religious family. Um, grandfather, man, always in church, usher. You know, 
He was the doorman. He was, you know, he was always there. Sometimes sleep, but he was still there. <laughs> um, you know, and my mother, she was a very church-going person. My aunts, they were very church-going. And, you know, religion was one of the things that was in the forefront of everything. Especially my 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 aunt. She, she's the biggest Bible thumper ever. The one that he no, bought? No, no, no. Oh. no not the one. Oh, not I the, was not, no, definitely. Yeah, no, no. She, she still um, doesn't really care for me too much I don't I, I, she's she's another I, she's another pretty outspoken one with everyone else but she sort of fumbles her words and oh. doesn't really know what to say yeah to me she she called once actually I guess she was feeling high on the spirit or something so and she called you yeah she called well she called the house she oh. uh, she kind of called to talk to me though because oh. we we you know I picked up the phone and she's like, oh, well, you know, how are things? Da, 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 da. I started off cordial enough. And then somehow, oh, well, you know. And this was after that first time when I met the family. It was actually a couple weeks after. Uh, she called. And she's like, well, you know, I just want to let you know that I don't approve. It's like, well, it's funny because I don't care. <laughs> oh, my God. Your approval isn't needed. Wasn't asked for. Yeah. So you calling me right now to tell me that doesn't yeah. really mean anything. And he was sick on top of that. So oh, was... right. I had a cold. So, so what was the 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 outcome of that phone conversation? Did it end good? What was what was it gonna be? You know, it was. So I mean, she just called to let you know that. Apparently, yeah, that was it. And she's like, "Oh, well, I just want to let you know." I was like, "Well, I just want to let you know." <laughs> Wow! Oh, very outspoken. So, and now that we've let one another know, that we can get off the phone. She, she, uh, <laughs> she called me after that, and I was actually in public, and it's like you know, I was just infuriated that she called number one. That he was sick. On top of it, it was like you bothered that man because you didn't approve of something that that has nothing to do with you. Well, I'm just, I'm just worried about your immortal soul. It's my immortal soul. Let me be worried about that. Mm. And it's like, there is a passage in the Bible. You should not judge unless you be judged. She's like, well, this isn't a judgment. This is a judgment. You made a call to tell somebody about how you were feeling. That's your judgment. Yeah, based on that opinion. So you feel like you should tell somebody about how you feel about a situation that has nothing to do with you in in any case. Yeah. So she's like, well, I just wanted to... Okay. I'm in public. I'll call you later. She's like, well, I'm just telling you now, and I won't be talking about this later. Okay. Thank you. Goodbye. And I was in public, so I couldn't say what I wanted to say. Right. Because I'm not the type of person to be in public yelling and shouting at people. (laughs) So it was like, okay. That, that was just like it, me and mom were still close but we're not as close as we used to my, on the other hand at that same Christmas party where I took him my uncle which he was a drug long long use of drugs he was the first person like I endorse this I was like, huh? isn't that just mind blowing like, yeah, he just randomly the one came, that you he just randomly thing. came up to me he was like I just want to let you know I endorse you and you and Demetrius. You know, I think it's it's cool. It, it's cool. I, I'm, I definitely in, endorse it. Okay, well, thank you for your <laughs> endorsement. And, 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 you know, it's like, I went over and asked him, it's like, did you talk to my uncle? He's like, yeah. It's like, go figure, right? He's like, mm-hmm. <laughs> and, um, like, but that whole religious thing is like, you know, growing up in church and, you know, seeing how people act is like, you know, most of the time, it's a turnoff. Yeah. Because you go by a book, and I, I don't know if you two are religious or not, but most yeah, of we're those... from the South. Most no. of those stories in that, Carolina, in that book have been stolen from other right. walks of life. Pagan religions. Or, yeah. it was written in a cave where a guy was getting high off the fumes. 
So if that would happen today, like literally, if this was going on today, you would think that person was absolutely nuts. Bad shit crazy. But I don't take religion away from any anyone. You know, I still believe there's a higher power. I just don't know what it is. I can feel it. I can talk to it. It may not exactly talk to me, but I know that there's something out there. And to that higher power, there's always another higher power. And it on and on and on and so forth. So it's not necessarily that I believe just in Jesus per se, because there's always been many gods. Did you find a benefit not being religious, and did you wind up changing your ideas of religion due to your relationship? Oh, good one, Maurice. Um, the benefit was I didn't subscribe to a lot of the bull that I find a lot of more religious people subscribe to. You know, they live their lives in a very linear way, and what they think is the end all be all is the end all be all to them, and that's it. Whereas mm-hmm. You know, when you don't have to live that way, you can take bits and pieces from basically the same stories, mm-hmm. the same accounts from various religions all yeah. around the world and understand that there's exactly. a different way to get to the same place, the same level of belief. And it just doesn't make sense if there is this higher power, why would they minimize themselves that greatly? You know, it just doesn't make sense to me. So, Demetrius? Well, growing up in church, before I even knew history, it's like, you know, it was you sit in a pew, you listen to the Bible, the preacher, mm-hmm. you know, speaks at you, because it doesn't seem like he's speaking to you. you. It's, it's at you, because he's telling you the word of God, supposedly. Mm-hmm. And then you go to school, you learn history, you learn, you know, the, the actual path that religion came from and how it became. You know, Christianity came because of a king who wanted to keep himself in power. It wasn't necessarily because of Jesus wanted to be praised, because he never wanted to be praised. It was just, you know, it just was. And people followed him because he was just that dude. Point blank, period. You know, <laughs> there's followers and leaders. Test of time, right there. It's like, you know, you find a person, you kind of latch onto them, and, you know, when they speak, you listen. And when they're saying some stuff that you have no absolute, absolutely no idea about, you say, okay, well, I'm going to find somebody else to talk to. Mm-hmm. You know, but yeah. with me and religion, it's like, you know, I still believe, and it hasn't changed a lot since I've met him because he has a different idea, ideological of of religion you know it's just organized it's like organized religion is just isn't for him it's not that it isn't for me it's just that I have a different idea of it you know I don't believe that my being is just going to float off into the heavens and you know stay there the thing about energy it's always moving Mm. it's always going so I don't think it's just going to stop for me religion Dwight and Richard Right. How were you raised in a home that uh, was all about religion, or was it? It was, it was religious in the sense that my grandfather was was an Episcopal priest. Okay. Yeah, in Washington, and um, we grew up going to the Episcopal church and uh, and learning that that was our our, our, our just our religion. As <clears throat> when I got older. My father told me, he said, uh, I was about 16 or something, just starting to drive. And he said, uh, uh, I think that that you need to uh, take some time and go to some churches and places of worship that your friends go to. You know, so you can get exposed to other religions other than just one. Whoa! You know. So on Sundays, very progressive. Yeah. So on, well, my my whole family was uh, on uh, on Sundays. I would t- you know get with one of my buddies or friends, and we would go to their church, you know. And then the next week or something, or the next month, I may go to another friend who was a different religion. I mean, all religions like like uh, Muslim, Jewish, 
and different uh, den denominations within the Christian faith. Mm -hmm. So I got exposed to all of uh, you know the the different types of religions, but I stuck with the one that I had. Wow! To hear that from a minister father, that to me no, 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 my grandfather, your grandfather, yeah, that's still very surprising. I would kind of think that most would say this is what it is, and that's it. Exactly, because that's that's the tradition. That's what we as black men were stuck, were you know placed inside that box where if you grow up with a religious background then that's what you are. You don't really deviate from that. No, we, um, it was definitely, uh, you know, exploration. Wow. You know, it was, all, it was all about learning things and, uh, and getting exposed to, to different things. So with most of us black men, the way that the religious beliefs affect who we are as black gay men, mm -hmm. Did that affect you? Because you said your family is very progressive. In very, terms of, yeah. You know, the religious background. Uh huh. So, how did that influence you in becoming a black gay man? Well, I don't know if my religion had a lot to do with it. Um, you have to realize that, that I was married and I have a grown son now. And, uh, and I met Richard after my wife had died. Um, but as far as religion goes, uh, the Episcopal religion is very progressive and outgoing. And uh, I remember seeing in the New York Times, they had uh, taken out a whole page article in the New York Times. And it said, the Episcopal Church welcomes you regardless of race, creed, color, or how many times you've been born. <laughs> and that, that was a full page ad in the New York Times. Marriage. Maurice and Demetrius. In January 5th, 2015, Florida became the, the 36th state to legalize uh, gay marriage. Why did you guys, and I'll ask you Demetrius first, uh, why did you guys decide not to jump onto the bandwagon and uh, go get in line with everybody else and put a ring on it? Well, the ring was already there. He he was the actually the one who proposed to me. What? Go figure. Wow. Okay, I gotta say that is kind of a shock. I know because <laughs> just the description yeah. of so far in this, seeing, this, this seeing the, the start of this where exactly. he was like, no, okay, I was I'm not go along with him to being the one who actually proposed was pretty you know amazing because I thought it, you would have been yeah, down okay, for the count things, the first week. Things change. Wow. <laughs> so. Um, we didn't necessarily want to be like everybody else, even yeah. though, even before the whole okay, we can get married now, yeah. he had already planned it anyway. It was like really planning, planning. still, still oh, planning, well, well, however you want to put it. But he was taking you know things off the internet, putting them in a folder, wow, picking out the colors, the flowers, the tables, the napkins, and he was like, you know, it was wow. already to that point. It was just like when everybody was just like, "Oh, we now we can get married." It's like, well, we, yeah. we're really already married. It's just we don't need a piece of paper yeah. to justify us being together. Yeah, a lot of heterosexual yeah. couples they they think the same thing. Mm -hmm. It's just a piece of paper and it's a ring. It it's just symbols. Um, it, it doesn't really have <clears throat> necessarily anything to do with. Um, your connection with your love—it's yep. just a piece of paper. And it's my mother dated <clears throat> her friend for thirty something years, off and on. So I mean, you know, I saw that. So it's like, okay, well, hey, what's really the point? I know married people that really can't stand each other, but now <laughs> they're locked into it <laughs> legally. It'll be more expensive to divorce than yeah. it would be to stay together. So. They're just in it because it's convenient. Yeah. So yeah, and that's kind of unfortunate for both people yeah. who are involved in it. But I mean, it is what it is. Yeah, I got Partners have been around for the longest. It's like the Mary thing is one of those things that just came along. Yeah, when people wanted ceremonies and stuff like that before, you just say, "Oh, this is my partner," and they knew yeah. you were together. Exactly. You know, that was your well, your wife yeah. back then. But you know, yeah. So. Saying he's my partner, to me, it just justifies that 
we're together. Yeah. You know, his name's on everything, my name's on everything. Hard so it's like, it, it, yeah. it really do I need a piece of paper saying to from a justice of peace else. or a yeah. priest or whoever you're saying that, oh, okay, now that technically you're married now. We're already married. Yeah. But to get to that level, mm-hmm. because when you were playing, what year or what particular time did you find yourself planning in your head that wedding? Uh, That's a good question. Two years ago? I think it was a little bit more than that. No, it was, it was shortly after... It's before we, we moved down here. What no. was, Let's just say between five to two years ago. Yeah. Okay. So between that period, I think, it, I think it's before that he just started <laughs> looking on the internet. Back then. Yeah. That's what I'm thinking. Because okay. when he plans stuff, he plans to plan stuff. And it's like, <laughs> <laughs> just because you were looking at pictures on here, planning it out, you had to sort of think about this before. The Being an artist, yes, that's you. what we do. We. So, we Construct things in our so mind I'm, first. I'm, this yeah. is why I say it was before we moved down here. We had to think <laughs> wow. about to think about to think about doing this. <laughs> okay, okay. So during that period of time, what was going through your mind? I mean, what was it that you were saying that it's time for us? Actually, for me, it was more. Everybody kept asking us, "When are you get married? We've been together forever. When are you get yeah. married, we can't picture you guys separate." And it's like, okay, well, maybe we should just go ahead and do it. <laughs> I mean, everybody's, everybody's asking. asking. You know, all of my friends have been asking. People, straight, gay, didn't matter. Wow. You know, even my coworkers that I work with, the straight, straight ones, they find out we've been together for this long. They're like, oh, so when y'all get married? It's like, didn't really it, expect that, but okay, maybe. Isn't that something how straight couples can look at a gay couple and... and see love and like that if yeah, they're that's exactly. just that's sometimes mind-blowing that they really support um gay couples and they want to see you together they want to see you happy yeah wow. it's, it's happened quite a bit actually relationships maurice and demetrius well I've, some of my co-workers at my job that it's like oh i didn't know it's like not that i wear a sign saying that <laughs> i'm a homosexual or bisexual or whatever it's just that I don't gush about me yeah, being yeah. with somebody because we've been together forever. Yeah. Essentially. Yeah, I mean, that and, honeymoon phase. And it's like, <laughs> okay, well, when I tell them, it's like, well, I can't keep a relationship for like six months. Well, that's your fault. You can't adjust enough to be with somebody. Yeah. You may not be with them, but you got to give and take. That was exactly it. It was an adjustment. Our first place together was interesting (laughs) (laughs) you care to elaborate on that because I mean you put it out there so I would like to know what it is again he said we're we're basically polar opposites so you know I'm trying to figure out how to set the place up I'm asking him about colors and And all this and he's like well I don't care but then I'll pick something out (laughs) I don't like that Okay. okay, well, what don't you like about it? I don't know. <laughs> Those are little, the little quirks about... about uh, yeah. Okay. All right, all right. Yeah. The, the little quirks took some, <laughs> fine, <laughs> some fine tweaking, and, and, you know, I got to the point where I actually answered the question instead of saying, I don't know, because me being a chef, it's one of those things, you like it or you don't like it. Yeah. And sometimes you have no idea... Why you like it yeah. or don't like it? Yeah, it's just like it's a feeling. Eh. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Eh. And he just looking at me like, "What is wrong with you? Why can't you talk to me about this?" And it's like, I have no clue. <laughs> <laughs> I just don't. <laughs> it, it is what it is. It's either in or it's out. And you know, it's like, well, we got to figure out how we gonna manage to live together. And mm-hmm. it's like. Most of the time, I won't be at home anyway, so you'll be fine. Just, <laughs> if I don't like it, just try to return it. <laughs> he looked at me like, or not. No, he's like, that ain't happening. It's like, once yeah. I've made the executive decision, that's it. what it is. Yeah, pretty much, and that's, and that's how it is to this day. So, we could pretty much draw a conclusion that it was an adjustment for you two to actually 
um, learn to cohabit together. Oh, yes. 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 So yes. what was the biggest challenge, so. Demetrius? It was a lot of adjusting, to be truthfully, truthfully honest. It's like I'm more of a cuddler, and I, you know, I like mm-hmm. being around my partner a lot. And, you know, him being in that creative space again, it's like, okay, I need you to go over there and sit <laughs> right next to me. You know, it's like, what? You want me to do what? I'm at home, and you want me to move from where I am, sit next to you, trying to, you know, be with you to going over on the other side of the apartment because <laughs> you, you need time to think. You know, so I was acting like a little brat and it was like, okay, we gonna have a problem with me and you. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so wait a minute, okay. So your love language and your love language had to be adjusted completely yes. or 50% or how much? I think we had to meet in the middle. And actually, I think at some, <laughs> at some, at some, to some degree, I think we're still meeting because, you know, we're changing as we get older, of course. So mm. as you get older, things have to be modified and your interests change and your approach to life in general changes and your views change. So, I mean, you have to figure out, I think, faster where you are mm-hmm. and that way you can... Fill yeah. in your partner because otherwise you're just going to grow apart and exactly. there's nothing left in, in common. Exactly. So I think that's presently that's you know kind of what we're going through now. You know. So I just wanted to let the audience know that as you were speaking, uh, Demetrius he was just shaking his head like he was having a seizure over there. So I 60, think 40. 60, 40. <laughs> 60, 40. I, I um, to an extent I did change more to fit the. I wouldn't say requirements, but to my special needs baby. <laughs> no, I'm not. I was on the yellow bus. The little He's yellow a bus. Short one. Special no. needs. Wow. No. But um, being the type that's like more of a homebody and, you know, like the being around. Because I have a very big family and we're mm-hmm. always around one another. And it's like, you know, moving in with just one person. And wanting to be around them to figure out how we're yeah. going to exist with one another. And you can't really do that if I'm over here, you're over there, yeah. you always working, I'm always working, and I work a lot. Yeah. So and I, I want to make sure that it's like, okay, when I'm at home, we're together. Right? Yeah. yeah. So when I'm at work, you can do whatever you want. <laughs> you know, be in your headspace, take care yeah. of this, it's, it's like, it's, well, it's when the mood strikes, I still need you to get lost. <laughs> and it's like, you know... That's how I, artists I was, work. I know, that's why I said it There's was... There's no six, schedule. In the beginning, it was very much 60-40, because I had to basically change my whole idea of what I need to do as a partner to be with him. So was that difficult? It was. It was very difficult for me. It was a fight. And, you know, not that we fought. It was just for me. Internal. It was just me. It yeah. was just like, what am I going to do with this young man? <laughs> what am I getting myself into? Because we lived together, like, what, three months before we actually moved into our own mm-hmm. place? Because I moved back from Cleveland. And, you know, his mom was gracious enough to let me stay there for the first three months until... We found a, well. I was supposed to find a place, and then it turned into us finding a place. Yeah. And you know, it's like even then, it was like we were trying to figure out how to be be together. Because initially, we wanted to move away mm-hmm. at some point. So wow. we moved in our first place, which wasn't the best. We made work. I was just saying, but we made yeah. it work, and we made it fit yeah. us in yeah. the situation. So. It turned out to be a nice, in the end, it turned out to be a nice place, yeah. and we moved into a nicer place, and, you know. So, Demetrius, I noticed you mentioned that you uh, were staying at Maurice's mom's house. Mm-hmm. How did the family receive you? It's mom. She's a Leo like I am. Oh. So, and she was a chef, too, on top of it. Wow. Oh, wow. So, she was, you know, she, she loved having me around. We, we always talked. We, you know, we made fun of him, <laughs> especially on his birthday. <laughs> he had a uh, lingerie party, and um, somehow somebody got drunk, 
I won't say how, but <laughs> end up thrown in, thrown up in his best friend's shoe, and then wow. passing out naked in the middle of the hallway. Wow, it was that, my birthday. It, that sounded like you turned up. It was that sounded like it, it was, was a really quite good party. hilarious. And um, pictures, pictures. I just no, 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 no. <laughs> I was about to ask. <laughs> I mean, I would have taken a picture at least. You know, I put it face was down before the cameras. Yeah, were on yeah, the phone. It, was, it was. Oh, it was. okay, dude. That's <laughs> and even then, I, I wouldn't have took that picture because the repercussions. It, Consequences. No, 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 no. It would have just been too funny not to have shared it with other people. So that's, just, that's part I, of the fun. Yeah. It's probably better not to have that. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> let me tell you. Even though he was, he's a sexy man naked. <laughs> I just, it was just. That wasn't the right time. Not the right time. I just right couldn't. Yeah, but yeah, my family though, loved him though. Yeah. I mean, my grandmother, I'm, well, my grandmother, my mother, and my sister, that's my core family. And then, you know, uncles and you know their wives and all that. My uncles actually liked them too, strangely, because they don't really care for me. So it's like, hey, go figure. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god! So yeah, it's, it's how did how did Demetrius' family? Um, oh, what was it? He was Mars? deathly afraid to introduce me to them initially. Um, I guess me being so blunt and. and <laughs> Oh. Saying what I what I think, um, I can see how that could make you nervous, Demetrius, because you don't know what's going to happen. I was shaking in fear, and with his um, family not all necessarily knowing at the time, and then on top of that, the ones that did know, some of them weren't as open as he would have liked, or mm-hmm. as he thought. Yeah. Some of them actually were more open than he thought. Yeah, but that didn't Talking actually that didn't come out until after we met, <laughs> but. Um, <laughs> Well, and there was a reason behind it. My second boyfriend that I was with, um, I introduced him to my mother, and my mother kind of just like flipped out, and just it was just wow. the worst thing ever. Not that she threw me out or anything, mm-hmm. but she was she was very adamant that she was not happy, and she didn't like it, and you know. Being as outgoing as my mother is, it was just like a 360, and it was just like, I don't think I will ever do this again. Wow. So, when it came time for, this was years down the road, where I was going to cook for my family for Thanksgiving. No, it was Christmas. 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 It was a Christmas party. So, I was like, I don't know if I want to go down this road. My mother is like, you know, at the time I still thought that she was just very unforgiving with the whole thing. So we packed up the car, went to Cleveland, you know, I'm like looking at my cousin, my cousin's looking at me, and everybody thought that I brought a baby home. (laughs) Because he was, he's, back then he was very, well, not that he's not youthful looking, but he was, he he looked younger back then. So he's like, (laughs) What cradle did you rob to bring this child home with you? <laughs> so, and this is my youngest brother, and I'm like, what? My little boy. <laughs> Looking around, he's like, that one. So, Sir, he is not little. He is not young. Well, but he I mean, was. that's a compliment. <laughs> he <laughs> is a compliment. He was a compliment. He's a few months older than I am. It's like, that man is older than I am. He's like, you lying. <laughs> My youngest brother is also gay. Like, you lying. And then call me a bitch on top of it. <laughs> <laughs> like, bitch, you lying. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, so I was like, wow. no, he's all right. He's, he's of age. And um, so everybody's looking at him. And then, you know, the first one to approach was my Aunt Diane. She's, the, she's like him. She's very outspoken. Oh. She's very blunt. And, and there's no gray area. So... He was sitting there talking to her, and I'm like, yeah, I'm sweating bullets at this point. <laughs> <laughs> Sooner or later, that first shot's going to be fired, and I wasn't sure which one was going to fire it. So, it's like a few minutes passed. They were still talking, so I was like, okay, I guess I won't have too much to worry about as long as my Diane's okay, because she's 
I don't want to say it, but she's my favorite. Yeah. Yeah. If she don't like you and my mama don't like you, you just out. <laughs> <laughs> it's not going to happen. But I, he wasn't factoring in that my grandmother was a very dominant woman. So, you know, I'm used to dealing with dominant mm. women that are outspoken. That's where I get it from. Yeah, I was about to say that. <laughs> yeah, I was about to so, say So, you know, growing up, that's all of my family's like that. My uncles, they're all like that. The whole family is just very outspoken and very matter of fact. So, you know, when I speak to someone else, it's very matter of fact. It actually puts me at ease because then I don't have to tiptoe and dance around, which I don't usually do anyway. But, you know, I don't have to water down what I'm trying to say. So, so it was a great first meeting. Relationships. Dwight and Richard. How do you know that you love one another? And it's a two-part question. How do you know that you love one another? And how do you know that, how did you know that Dwight was the one that you wanted to spend the rest of your life with? I knew because we got to the point where no matter who was sick, the other one was always there to take care of us. No matter who happened to be laid off at the time, the other one always financially supported the other. And we just don't like being apart. And you feel good when we're together. I know, it makes Aww. you feel good. Kind of touching right here. I know. <laughs> Not to sound too sappy, but that's the answer. I like that answer. And I think so many of the gay young, uh, the community, I think that's what they, what we really want. Mm -hmm. But some of us may not know that that's what we want. So sometimes you go looking in places that you shouldn't go, mm -hmm. simply because that's what you truly, truly want. Mm -hmm. And not a lot of people admit that to themselves, that that's what they want. Wow. So, Mr. Dwight, mm -hmm. how do you you know that you love one another and how did you know that Richard was the one that you wanted to spend the rest of your life with? Well, I think it, I think it's because um, you always, you always have the desire to be with that, that person and, and also regardless of what happens, um, you feel you feel that that they're part of you, that your your mate is part of you, and uh, you always want them to have the best, and uh, you do what you have to do to to make things work. Uh, like with Richard, uh, we just grew together and just became a unit in the sense, and the love was there. You know, and uh, just like when we were away, it was uh, our friends had a uh, had twin beds in the uh, guest room, <laughs> and it was just. Can like, you imagine the two of us in one bed? Right. <laughs> one twin. <laughs> and and it, and it was funny because I I crawled over in in, in his bed, right and. Look, Richard's a big boy. <laughs> and it was it was just like I'd never been in a room where if we were going to go to sleep together and we're in the same room that we weren't in the same bed. Oh my but God. we could not do the twin. Wow. We could not do the twin bed. No, it was it was like an hour or two and that's enough. Yeah, that was great. <laughs> <Wow. laughs> But that, that that's a beautiful thing when you can't when you really don't want to sleep apart that you no. feel like you're so much a part of the yeah. other person. Mm -hmm. I love that. I love I know. that. You're very inspired inspired to that. You're something that inspires you. I mean, we've broken up before. Oh sure, I'm sure. Mm -hmm. And we always come back together. See, I, okay, the struggles. Yeah. I think people are missing the struggles and everything mm -hmm. is not always bliss mm -hmm. but as the old saying goes if that person leaves and is a bit to be they'll come right back mm -hmm. Yeah. Mm -hmm. and you guys came right back yeah yeah so the struggles yeah just like mostly it, my fault it was mostly your fault probably and you admit that of course <laughs> i know who i am 
<laughs> okay. You know, and honestly, yeah. But the thing is, is is that 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 don't get in a relationship with a person and think that you're going to change them. Yeah. That's the worst attitude to have. It's the worst attitude. You can compromise on both sides, but don't think that you're going to completely change that person and make them into somebody you want them to be. Mm-hmm. That's true. So that's Those are young mistakes. <laughs> the, well, well, what happens well, is... The thing is, is that nobody's perfect. No. We both make mistakes. So how can I accuse him or condemn him for his mistakes when I know I'm not perfect. So, you know, if you're willing to forgive each other, then it works for some people just aren't willing to forgive and forget. Sometimes you don't forget, but if you can forgive, you know. So this actually is feeding into the next question that I was curious about. When it comes to arguments, a lot of times you're able to, if you pay attention, you're able to see yourself through the other person's eyes inside of that argument. So Richard, what is it that you've learned about yourself in this process of melting in with, with Dwight, with the arguments that you've had? What have you learned about yourself from this man? That's a hard one. <laughs> Good question. <laughs> um, that I can be stubborn. That I can be spoiled. Um, that's basically it, yeah. Stubborn and spoiled. Yeah. Which are, those are the common ones. That's, I think that's it. I, that's me too. Yeah. And break things. <laughs> oh, really? Oh, really? <laughs> Oh, the angry. Talk. No, 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 not like that. Just, just break up stuff. Oh, okay. <laughs> like I can touch something and it just automatically it shatters. <laughs> that could be his energy at that moment. <laughs> superpower. <laughs> I believe that. There's some kind of energy. In that. It, I do. I believe in energy. Yeah, I do believe in that dramatically. I do. <laughs> wow. So, Dwight, what have you learned from? this young man sitting here? A lot of things. Um, I think that, that, that I am uh, like that, like an atom that with protons and neutrons and, and I'm always busy and this place, that place, up and down and, and around. And he's a calming force. You know, so he balances me. Uh, you know, people think that they, they, uh, another person will make them happy, you know. But, yeah, he, he makes me happy. But the thing is, is, is that we just, we just connect, you know. And uh, I think that, that, that the two of us, we balance each other out. I think he pulls me out of my shell, and I keep him from going out in space. <laughs> <laughs> and it works. Well, <laughs> come back down to Earth. Can I even see that in yeah. the, the the energy that I'm seeing? Is yeah. That Dwight, you're much more lively. You're pro- probably the one who puts together the parties. And, yeah, yeah. And Richard, you're the one who probably does all the work. Cleans up. The bear, <laughs> I just kind of got that just from watching the two of you because he I mean does, you, fit, you fit you fit the dishes and oh, wow. cleans up. Well, he'll be out there smoking a cigarette. <laughs> <laughs> Look at all the things I clean up. Stay outside. <laughs> and you you start to learn that about yourself. So I get my next question would be roles inside the relationship. Richard, what role do you think that you take, or is do you have roles inside the relationship? Yeah, there are roles. I kind of keep it financially stable. Oh, that's not shocking. Because yeah. I mean, you Ooh. seem like you're the like you said you're the calming force. You're the one. Oh. Okay. 
like he likes to cook. He's more creative. Okay, he's to put it simply, he's creative one. I'm the analytical. Like I always got to see what the cause and effect of something is, where he just wants to do things because it makes him happy, mm-hmm. rather than looking at the um, what's. What it takes to the work that it takes yeah, to it go takes into to it. I totally see that. Or the long term effects. Or the repercussions of doing something. Okay. 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 I like that. And I, I, I sit down and I kind of try to figure it out. Well, that really won't work. But he'll be like, but it's what I want to do. See what happens later. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it makes it fun. That's spontaneous. <laughs> but I think in, in terms of, of Dwight really thinking like that, mm-hmm. it gives you, Richard, something to work on in your mind to see yeah. how to make it work. Mm-hmm. He gives you the problem and you fix the problem. Not necessarily. In a way to look at it. In a way to look at it and say, okay, well, let's just do this first to get the steps and how to get to that point of view. To get to where, or, or if it's just a ridiculous idea, yeah, you just say no right off the bat. <laughs> and I hate to say I told you so. I'm kind of closer to the white though. And I'm closer <laughs> to Richard. <laughs> <laughs> I think we're one of the same. I can see myself doing something like that. <laughs> okay, so the white, we're just gonna ask you in terms of because you've been together for you guys have been together for years, mm-hmm. twenty. Four. Yeah. Yes, yes, that's a long time. So what piece of advice would you give couples looking for longevity in their relationship? It has to start out with, with the right couple. First of all, you have to choose the right person. And uh, you, you have to be responsible in your choice. That, uh, Like I said, you can't just necessarily choose someone because of how they look or or what you think, um, you know, you, you can't do that just because of their body or how good sex is. You know, you have to weigh all the things about the person and figure, you have to know who you are before you can choose a partner. Okay, if you don't know who you are and where you wanna go and what you wanna do, you know, it's like, how dare you pull somebody else into your madness? Mm-hmm. That's true. Yeah, that's true. You know, yeah. You're absolutely right. You know, and and like when the, the when we met, it was really the second time we had met because I had met Richard twenty years prior to that. Whoa! Yeah, really? isn't that interesting? Right, but we ended up meeting again twenty years later. Oh wow! Okay. So it sounds well, like a almost lifetime. Almost 20. I think it was up close to 20. Oh, wow. Yeah. Okay. So what did, what did you think about that? Because I'm curious. It's like things happen for a reason. And mm-hmm. I've always been the person to, to think that everything happens for a reason. Mm-hmm. You met 20 years prior and then you meet again. Mm-hmm. How, what did that do to you? What was your mind? What, what I didn't realize that he realize was... The, the I didn't realize it at the beginning. Then we talked about things that happened in our past. And it's like, you're the one. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, wow. Okay, okay. I've never, I don't think I've really sat with a couple that's happened where they met and then they met again under different circumstances. Right, but at the second meeting, I didn't realize who he was. Yeah, okay. Or and vice versa. Richard, what, what advice would you give to couples who are looking for the longevity that Again, you have to make sure. I think it's very important that you choose the right person and for all the right reasons. Um, you have to love every, you have to love them, all warts and all. Good. And you have to be willing to uh, struggle. You have to be willing to go through the bad times and the good times if you feel as if that person's worth it. I mean, if you find out right away they're not worth it, no use in even trying, but if they have the qualities that you're looking for, you know, you stick with it. Eventually it becomes easy. It's easier 
uh, so much later. I believe you know. I mean, you know, the bif- the first mm. what seven yeah. years of our relationship. It was probably it was volatile. So, yeah. You know, we never physically. Yeah, but there were a lot of arguments. You know, and I think most of our arguments were. Because we had so much disagreements, there were people putting things in our ear. Oh, outside interference. Outside interference. This concludes part one of our interview. And again, we love to thank the couples again on behalf of the Brother Speak podcast. And again, we got some great more things coming at you in the coming weeks. So stay tuned for part two for black gay marriage and relationships. Take care. Have a great one.